0: This is the Neurosurgery Podcast. Welcome back to the Neurosurgery Podcast. Today, I am delighted, honored, and really thrilled to be joined by Dr. Peter Vicozzi. Uh Dr. Vikotzi is the Medical Director of Neurosurgery at Charité at the University Hospital of Berlin in Germany, and he's been kind enough to uh, give some of his time at what is for him the end of a workday, and for me the beginning of a day. We coordinated our schedules uh, with the time difference, and he's agreed to come on the show today to talk about what is universal worldwide for neurosurgeons, which is the design and, as we're going to get into, the duration of training for neurosurgical residents, uh, which is an issue that Dr. Vicozzi has been very outspoken about and very, I think, uh, wisely outspoken about uh, in in the past year, so Dr. Vikotzi, welcome to the show. Please take a moment and introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: So thanks, John. I'm happy to be with you and join you on your extraordinary show. I'm following the podcast for some time, and uh, therefore I'm even more honored that you picked somebody from from Germany to 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 join you. So my name is Peter Valcozzi. Um I'm fifty five years old, and uh, for the last seventeen years, Since 2007, I'm acting as the chairman and director of the neurosurgical program here at the Charité. Um, We are performing approximately 5,000 operations and uh, are a group, a faculty group of um, between 14 and 16 neurosurgeons. And um, the residency program um, consists varying between 21 and 24 residents and we usually um have like four residents start a year with us
0: wow four a year is a is would be considered a large program here in the States it's the largest that we're allowed um and you know we are uh, a
1: large program so
0: yeah 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 Um, And again, thank you for joining us from Germany. We actually recently did another episode where Dr. Wang, who's not with us today, unfortunately, was in Germany for a meeting and he had the opportunity to sit down with uh, Dr. Karen Butner and Bernard Meyer that uh, that was an episode we aired recently. So this is fortuitous timing that we're uh, able to profile and spotlight another prominent neurosurgeon in your country. So welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, and I met Michael Wong at, in, in Stuttgart at the SPINE meeting, so we're pretty, pretty aware of his appearance there.
0: Yeah, great. Um, so, as, uh, as advertised, the subject today that we wanted to talk about was, maybe we'll get into residency duration, which we uh, talked a little bit about online recently, but mostly um, the duty hour restrictions, and in particular, I think, 24-hour call for neurosurgery residents This is an issue that every year as people go through medical school and junior residency across specialties and fields in medicine, this keeps coming up over and over again in the national and international conversation about the ever-increasing restrictions on the amount of time that young physicians are really, you could say, allowed to work per day and per week and then across the year. So um, maybe from your perspective, sir, set the stage for us in terms of your perspective on work hour restrictions from the junior resident perspective. And we'll start with neurosurgery because that's what we know. And then maybe just talk about people and physicians in general later on.
1: But I think before I start, we should clarify what you really exactly mean with 24 hour um, calls. Is 24 hours, are you, are you, Nailing it down that it's not thirty six hours or that uh or do you are you complaining or do you would like to would you like to discuss that it's oh uh, twenty four hours that because the, um that's a long time period for you what 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 really, what really is the issue with the twenty four hours work res- work hour restrictions i understand but the twenty four hours I don't really understand
0: that's that's a great point, and we should be more precise so right out of the gate, I think anyone who's met me or has listened to the show knows that I'm not complaining. I like working long hours. I think that more people should work long hours and particularly in our field of neurosurgery. I think it is necessary to build the resilience and the fortitude um, to become a successful neurosurgeon and in particular to function as a neurosurgeon out in the community, taking call for trauma or general neurosurgical issues that come in all times of day when there are very few neurosurgeons in the community. Um, In terms of specifically for this issue in junior residents and for trainees across specialties, 24 an hour is an arbitrary number that gets thrown around. And and you're right. Is it 24? Is it 36? Is it 30? There's always a little wiggle room coming in early and leaving late because you don't want to leave leftover things for your comrades. Right. Um, But I think maybe we throw out the number and we think more so about the functionality of it, a call shift where. The junior resident comes into work in the morning and doesn't leave the hospital until the next morning. So you're in-house and you're overnight and you didn't come in that night for like a night float or an evening shift. You're there from morning to morning in the building. That's what I think we're going to talk about.
1: Okay. But I think we still have to work really what the significant change in working hours over the last years was because when... I mean, I'm of, of the elderly generation, and when I, when I trained, um, it wasn't really a discussion. And I, I, I really lived through the whole history of working hours. When I was training and when I was a young resident, there was no work hour restrictions, and we had like um, 36 hours. That means we had 24 hours um, calls, and then we stayed for another 12 hours. And uh, sometimes when we had not enough people, we were working in team A's and team B's. Means that in in some periods we had on call on and on call off, um, just back to back, um, just changing the beeper with a, with another colleague. Uh, and then I uh, then there were the working hour restrictions. And funny enough, um, when the U.S. were restricted from 120 hours max. To 80 hours max. I remember this was already called um, a crisis in neurosurgery, published in the Journal of Neurosurgery. And at the same time in Europe, the new legislation reduced the maximum allowed working hours to 42 hours. Hmm. And there is one opt-out. If everybody agrees among the residents, they can agree that the maximum hours is 56, but this may not be exceeded and overall, it has to level out um, back to the 40-hour to the regulation. So I always thought it's quite funny that in the U.S. you were talking about a crisis with 80 hours, and we had to deal with 42 hours, max 56 hours. Um, and then, I mean, 24-hour um, shifts, I don't really care whether it's 24 hours or whether you do it twice 12 hours. I think the, the more relevant issue that we have to discuss is that there's a significant reduction of working hours to 42 hours in Europe, and I'm not sure where you are right now, but at least there is a certain limit which makes it difficult to um, to organize and to realize a good training in neurosurgery as, for example, I had 35 years ago.
0: That's very interesting. And I, and I guess that would be an important point to uh, start from for this conversation. Is that where you currently are right now for your work hour limits? It's 42 hours per week per resident?
1: 42 hours per week per resident. And, in, uh, and, 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 and this can be maxed to 56 hours if, if everybody's on the same page among the residents. So everybody has to sign that agreement. And if only one does not want to go to 56 hours, the whole construct fails. So this okay. is where we are right now.
0: We are currently in, in the States, we're at 80 hours a week per resident, and it has to average out. I think there are discussions right now that it might get further reduced next year, but I don't know how much of that is gossip or how much of that has been uh, published or formally in the works anywhere. But right now, we're at 80 hours per week in the States. So that, that is a sharp difference. And I, I wonder if your career has spanned this work hour reduction in your country um, we started the conversation, you, you mentioned you had four residents per year, which is a fairly large program for neurosurgery. Has your complement increased following the mandated restriction in work hours? Because now each resident can't be on duty as, as many shifts or as many hours per week, so you need more people. Did that spark an increase in your personnel? Uh,
1: no, this is obviously never um financed or you never get more personnel and in germany in fact you don't want to have more personnel because we are ranking meanwhile at number two in number of neurosurgeons trained so at least for germany a recent analysis of the german society of neurosurgery has shown that we are training too many so i think it's the wrong reflex to hire more neurosurgeons um knowing that they don't have a secure a prosper future because there there will be too many i mean we're ranking number two behind japan
0: right i just uh i just recently had a conversation with dr anthony de giorgio on this podcast about scarcity within neurosurgery and that's a, a very real issue that we face that you keep restricting the number of hours that a resident can work and so you need more people to cover more shifts but then when these residents graduate the incidence and prevalence of neurosurgical pathology hasn't really changed there's only so many brain tumors each year um, trauma is kind of constant I guess there's always more spine to do the more procedures we find I, I say half jokingly but in a very real sense there isn't a lot for a single neurosurgeon to do that's why there are so few of us per city because we need a large population to sustain a practice so um, that is a very real issue that that you're facing if you're having this um, sharp increase in the number of neurosurgeons in your country but I I guess to come back into the question of the trainees then, so you have this large complement of residents and you have a restriction of 42 hours per week that each of them can work or uh, the increase if they all agree. As the director of your program, what are your thoughts about the quality of the training that your residents are getting as a function of this reduced number of hours per week that they can even be with you working?
1: Yeah. So I think... I mean, the the, the service the surface is running well. Um, even if you have uh, these working hour restrictions, I mean, if everything goes wrong, the faculty can still operate on their own, which obviously is not the goal from a resident perspective. The residents okay. want to be there and do the operation. And I think um, reducing the working hours necessarily means less exposure in the OR because um, if you do your shifts, you usually are not part of the elective program. Following your 24-hour shift, you go home because you are supposed to go home, which I think is something that should be discussed, but by legislation, you have to go home. And then you have the restrictions in in the working hours during the day. So that means less OR exposures. And this is what we are seeing, that the exposure and the experience that you are able to gain during the residency is decreasing. And, um, then there are other factors that come in, but, um, working hour restriction will result in less, lesser, um, OR, um, exposure.
0: Right. I mean, that's, uh, that's simple math. That's not even calculus. That's arithmetic. That's, that's simple mathematics that it has to. And so I, I wonder, because I, as you said, the service can still run, the attendings can still operate, of course. And from a systems perspective, um, whether it's, you know, in the states our private insurance companies or these third-party quality metric uh, assayers or government regulation, I think in a sense, very rightly focus on the quality and the outcomes that a hospital and a department produces for the patients. And of course, that well-oiled machine will keep running whether or not a resident is present to be learning at the same time. But- if you're restricting the hours and you're restricting the exposure that the resident gets as part of that machine, you're kind of kicking the can down the road, right? Because all the experience that I could get during training with a supervisor standing next to me to either prevent me making a mistake or help me bail out of a mistake that I make, um, I'm not getting that experience now. Perhaps until I'm very senior as a resident or in my first couple of years of practice, where I'm out there alone now and maybe I have a senior partner that I can ask for advice. But now all of a sudden I still have those years worth of learning curve to, uh, you know, traverse, but I'm responsible and my name is on the line. So what do you see if if you keep in touch with your trainees when they graduate or in the community or with your young hirees? What do you see happening to the young attendings in your country um, who now have to Gain more ground after graduating, whereas perhaps in the past they could have had a lot of those formative experiences still as residents.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're 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 pointing your fingers into the wound. I mean,
0: um,
1: <laughs> the problem really is that um, I would say that you have less experience when you are um, when you have graduated or if, when you are a younger attending. I mean, it's not as dramatic that you cannot get your things done within the six years so we have a six-year training in in germany and um, admittedly this is the minimum number of years and as you have written in your article uh, it was very similar with the last generation in germany that um, you went to you went to graduate when your chairman thought that you are ready to graduate which could take Mm. 10 years or 12 years but my generation um, tried to copy the u.s system with a with a curriculum, with a, um, uh, key topics to learn, with a clear flow, how to train and to teach people so that the residents are finished after the, uh, within the minimum years. So every resident, at least in our center, in our training program, will have their surgeries and their exposure within the six years. But I mean, this is really what, what is expected from you. But this, this extra surgeries that give you the routine how you move in the OR, how you feel comfortable. And at the same time, we see that the diversity of the different surgical approaches is, is rather increasing than decreasing. I mean, we see all these specialties, the new specialties are rising. We see new demands in spine, for example. I mean, it was, it was enough to decompress a spine and maybe do an ACDF uh, 15 years ago. Now you're expected to do a single level or two level um, fusion for a DGEN disease or be able to deal with a metastatic spine disease and 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 stabilize that or instrument that kind of patient. So the the, the expectations are increasing while the expo- exposure is 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 going um, is, is is decreasing, and the result is that we have attendings in, in in a large scale that had less exposure and are less experienced and um, have to uh, have to learn and get experience during their fellowship or during their young attending times. Um, and uh, But it's overall. We still have very talented young ones that get the trick in six years with that exposure. But uh, the average will not have the exposure. And I think we should also discuss how important um, uh, the learning curve has become. Because with, with lower exposure, learning curve, I mean, it's clear that you will not be able to do the 10,000 hours of training that you need according to the literature. And if you are failing to have 10,000 hours, it comes to to the individual learning curve. How fast can residents learn in a reduced time?
0: Right, and I I think that these questions of the work hour restrictions per week during your residency, it, it dovetails and it's really inextricable from the question of the overall residency duration. And I I think in the States, we're seeing. Disclaimer time. The opinions and ideas expressed in this show are solely those of myself, Dr. Wang, and our guests. They do not represent the opinions of any professional institution or organization. This show is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute the giving of medical or legal advice. Listening to or participating in this show does not constitute continuing medical education or any other professional certification. It's just a show, everybody.